Hello gorgeous women of reverence, you belong here. We are a platform of like-minded Christian women from diverse cultures, races, and generations who come together to share, encourage, strengthen, support, and equip each other as we journey together with Jesus Christ. Together, we thrive. This is Lusanda Lamini, your podcast host. Good day, gorgeous woman of reverence. Welcome to our new episode. And today I'm not alone again. I'm with the gorgeous, gorgeous Lesicho. Uh, <laughs> she's gorgeous. Um, I'm looking her through the video. You guys won't see her through the video. So she is very, very beautiful. Welcome, Lesicho. Thank you so much, Usanda, for having me. It's like such a privilege for me to like be on your platform. Thank you for having me. I can't say it enough. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and also just greeting all your lovely listeners and praying that, you know, this conversation today uh, is something that they can take from. Um, yeah, and be inspired. Wonderful. Thank you. I love it when young sisters are doing it for Jesus. Um, Lisiko yeah. is a co-founder of Move Africa company she's a mom she's a wife um but i'll hand over to lesiho and she'll tell you more about who she is so please share with us lesiho who you are i'd love to i think first and foremost like i i want to acknowledge like i am i know that i'm a daughter of god and i'm a child of god um i am a wife uh like you said i'm a mother to two beautiful babies um i was born and raised in sibu gang which is in the um, and i was raised by two incredible parents who are teachers um yeah and i basically uh, started a business with my with my husband with social entrepreneurs um and we really um exist to uplift communities through leveraging corporate resources um so i'm the co-founder of move africa and yeah, that's, I think, the, the summarized version. That's that's who I am. Well done. I love it that you work with your husband. We are a Better Together series. So it's I, didn't, a, I, I didn't know that you worked with your husband. Actually. <laughs> uh, yes. Oh, I'll actually tell you move Africa because it's, it's actually like such, we always say it's a God story. Yeah. Um. So how we started, and I'll give you basically the whole background. So mm -hmm. about six years ago i just graduated my honors degree at uj and so my husband and i actually met in varsity okay and so during our honors year i discovered an ngo called teach south africa so what teach south africa does is they recruit top graduates across the country in the fields of math science and english wow. and then we get placed in under-resourced, underprivileged schools um, and as millennials you know how we've got big mouths and we like yeah. to complain about how bad they challenge us to actually go out into communities and be the change that you want to see in communities so a young graduate and they say like if you know you know like teaching methodologies techniques that you've seen um then let's try implement them in our communities and see if they work like implement programs that will uplift kids you know either sports or you know reading clubs and that kind of thing and so i was uh actually appointed as an ambassador and i wow. got placed at a school in Soshanguve, which is in Pretoria, it's a township in Pretoria at uh, secondary school. And I taught English there for two years. So I taught grade tens and uh, all the way to matric. I absolutely loved it. And I believe that like teaching for me is a gift that I carry from like my parents. Um, and during my time there, Lusanda, what I discovered is a pattern with my female students. Like in my register class, there was a number of girls 
make no mistake, they would miss school consistently every single month. And so like in the pattern, I I, I, like mustered up the courage one day to actually ask one of my girls um, because she'd been previous the she'd been absent the previous day. So I just called her up and said, hey, I've noticed you miss school. Is there anything that I can help out with? You know, just trying to really understand why this was happening. And so she shared her story with me and said, ma'am, it's just easy for me to stay at home because my parents can't afford pads and tampons, you know? So, um, Mm. and that was my first, you know, encounter uh, with period poverty and seeing how it directly impacts a girl's education because girls do fall behind. They miss tests. And at the end of the year, cumulatively, they will fall behind their male counterparts because of those mistakes. And so that was my first encounter. So what I did is I thought to myself, okay, God, I'm just one girl. What can I do? Uh, but I, but also like God, I believe so strongly says, what's in your hand? Amen. You know, what, do you, what is in your hand? So I thought, okay, cool. I'm a young teacher, but what I can afford is to buy an extra pack of, 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 um, of pads every month, keep them in my drawer. And I told that girl, if you ever need a pad, come to me, right? And so that's what I did. Um, And before I knew it, you know, two girls turned into five girls, turned into 50 girls. And um, I wasn't able to be consistent with the pad drives. Um, And so some months I'd have enough, but on other months, like I simply didn't have enough to cover everyone. Um, So I carried on this way until my contract came to an end. And then... um, I moved on to marketing, which is what I'd studied. I just felt like at that point in my life, God called me to like keep moving, you know? And so I went, mm-hmm. did marketing. Um, yeah. And during this time, um, my then fiance and yeah. I moved to Belito. Um, and he actually got a job in the corporate social investment space. So this is wow. where the story actually comes So he worked in CSI for a, for a, a company that does mining all across Africa. Um, mm-hmm. And so again, in his, uh, capacity, he came across the issue of period poverty. So he came home one day and said, babe, oh my gosh, um, you know, this is something we're looking to tackle as a company. Have you heard of period poverty? And we again had this conversation in our home where I said, oh my gosh, babe, because I've obviously shared my story with him yeah. saying like, pads are incredible. And they've been doing pad drives all across Africa. Uh, but with him having to manage a budget, it was obviously draining because in order to be sustainable, they had to go back to the same school every single month to make sure that those goals were covered. And so we had that conversation again and we just started thinking to ourselves, like surely there's a more sustainable solution, you yeah. know? And yeah. so I was on an experiment and tried a couple of different, you know, uh, options that are more sustainable, like reusable pads. Mm. Um, there's a product called Menstrual Disc, which works very okay. similar to the cup because it's good. And then I got to try the cup. Lusanda, I fell in love with the menstrual cup and it was instantly like, it just hit me. I was like, babe, I think we've got something good here. You know, so Amen. I went to him and yeah. And so we approached his company at the time, which obviously was 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 looking to tackle period poverty and said, hey guys, we found something. But I knew because what happened is when I tried the cup, I used YouTube as a source of information Yeah, because I have access. It was easy for me to just hop on quickly, type out how to use the cup. But I knew that not every girl in a community has access to, you know, information and technology like I do so it was important that we that we had the, the educational approach with yeah. the product yeah um, and so I said okay what we're going to do is we're going to take the cup but we also have to marry it with educating girls on how it works yeah. um, and so we, we did a pilot with them and they absolutely loved it and before we knew it like we were getting approached by different companies and so that's how Move Africa was born and wow. um, it's just like 
spotted an incredible you know product but also marrying it with my passion for education and also taking on a big sister role with girls you know because yeah. it's a new it's weird you know like i mean i don't know if you've used the menstrual cup but it's weird no, it um and so if you actually go to someone and say hey you can use this thing to manage your period you know, it's not very convincing. And so that's why we have to go and teach girls, have girls ask us questions. Because I've been using the cup now for about two years. And it's important to actually be able to give them advice um, from a place of, you know, like actual, like a good reference. So that's yeah. how we started Mood. We've been going now. It's been incredible. And it's honestly like such a God story. Our company's been so blessed in that we get to partner with incredible organizations who are already doing such amazing work in communities and then using their networks, schools and shelters to then distribute cups and then go educate um, women and girls on how they work. Wow. Thank you so much. That's so informative, Lesikho, and such a good story. I love it. And actually, as you were speaking, I was reminded of that scripture, I think it's in Zechariah, if I'm not mistaken, it says, don't despise the days of small beginnings. When you wow. were doing of buying um, a pack or two to help your students in Soshangube, you didn't foresee that God would do a multiplication on you. It's almost, Lord, I'm yeah. bringing my packet of pads, like that boy of two fish and five loaves. Yeah. Um, and, and and you say, I only have these. Father, I didn't have enough um, money this month to cover all the 10 girls in my class. And God is like, yeah. that's okay, because the plan is bigger than you yeah. see. And you know, yeah. Ephesians 3 verse 20. There's so many scriptures that go with what happened yeah. in your life. Yeah. So what, when I learned about your organization, actually, the first scripture that came uh, to my heart was um, the yeah. scripture that talks in Mark 12, 30 to 31 that says love the lord your god with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength 31 this mm -hmm. is the important one the second is this love your neighbor as yourself there is no mm -hmm. commandment greater than these listen mm -hmm. for me what you're doing is loving your neighbor mm -hmm. it's it's just loving your neighbor because we can be so comfortable in our four walls we can be so comfortable yeah. in knowing the, that you have a choice to buy tampons or buy pads yeah. by max by um mm. uh, the lighter version of it and i must be honest it's not every day that you think oh someone in alex where a minister might not have pads so what wow. we also do in our church is try and have mm -hmm. a pack of pads on Sundays for those accidents, mm -hmm. but also for yes. those that will come and say, Mom, Rudy, can you give me two or three um, to wow. you? Yeah. But, um, yeah. but what you, before I digress, what you're doing is, is just the word of God loving mm. your neighbor as loving yourself so you've wow. told us the story behind it um can you maybe share a few testimonies of from the beneficiaries and the benefactors of of your yeah. cup maybe just you don't please don't name names um but okay. just a few testimony of maybe the girls have come back to you or maybe the companies that you work with and so forth 
Yes, absolutely. I'll actually uh, start off with, so um, for August, like, so what had, ha what, what had been happening on our social media is that people started asking us how they could get involved. Because like you said, I think people recognizing, hey, I want to love my neighbor too. You know, like yeah. you said, like, what loving our neighbor so women who were using the cup predominantly would come and say i love this product i've thought about it as a solution i'd love to come alongside you you know volunteer can i buy a cup and so we because that wasn't our structure or the model of our business would turn people away but we started thinking what would it look like to actually say yes to these women yeah so we started a campaign called the red movement which is yes. how i think we, we made into yeah yes that's how we and so on that journey, again, I, I didn't want to go alone. Yeah. You know, I wanted to go, I think, together so many, oh. so much more can happen. Oh, so all yes. that I did is I, you know, invited a few women that I knew of Reverence and, you know, from my, from my church and said, hey, I'm starting this campaign for August. It's about girls coming together to help other girls. Will you come with me? And so what, and why I'm saying this is we now had this group of women who were ready to charge for change coming alongside us saying, yes, we're going to amplify your voice. We are going to raise more awareness of period poverty, mm -hmm. but we're also going to get involved in equipping girls with cups and yeah. the education they need. And so a sisterhood formed from, Amen. you know, girls, other girls. So I love that the testimony is not only, and I'll give you the testimonies, also, but mm. it's not only the beneficiaries. Yeah. What happened is the women who actually were the ambassadors, if you will, you know, like Caitlin, yeah. I mean, I Nande other Boss, Nande Boss, you Tara know, Macaulay at Redemption Yeah. Yes. So incredible people came on the journey with us and on that journey we got to connect as women you know and um during our time away so many of those women came up to me and said Lesoha, I didn't know that I needed this I didn't know that I needed a moment to connect with other women Amen. and the goal was to empower young girls and communities but even for us it was such an incredible moment to connect to learn and to be empowered just by connecting with other women you yeah. know and um, so I think that more for me personally it's a small testimony that I think is is so relevant you know in that sometimes we think we want to you know go out and help someone else but we actually need help first yeah. you know and to yeah. be alive um, and so I think that's a small testimony that came from the Red Movement uh, but what happened also is we went into Sharpville which is the community that my parents um, grew up in yeah. that's where we had our first and we had one girl she literally we so we did the session gave yes. all the girls the cups gave the pamphlets chats about periods and and she'd been asking a couple of questions in the session um and so at the back end of it we were packing up our teams getting ready to leave and she came up to us and she literally just started crying Jesus. you know and she just said like she said to us guys you have no idea how much i needed this she said it's gonna change my life and she just was thanking us, you know, from the bottom of her heart. Like mm. she just said, I have to keep saying thank you. And so that I think for me, because it was recent, but also so a powerful moment. Like we also, the whole team just started crying because we we're like, God, mm. we don't realize the impact that mm. we have. Because sometimes we go into communities and the girls aren't sure about the cup or a bit skeptical, which is normal. Mm. Uh, but every now and again, like someone will come and actually say, you're doing God's work. Thank you. Keep going. This Amen. is going to change my life. So that I think was one that just honestly blew me away. Um, and we also have had mm. a couple of girls 
send us DMs on Instagram saying, hey, I tried the cup, it's leaking, what do I do? But also saying, thank you, it's working great, I've been using it for a year now. So, like, it's just amazing to hear that. Um, and from our corporates that we've worked with as well, for them, I think what's important is they feel like there's impact now. You know, because it's corporates who it's corporates who are on the path to ending period poverty. Mm -hmm. um, and they say, guys, we do drives every single month, but now we can do a, a, a menstrual cup drive and reach so many more girls with half the budget, you know? Yeah. So for our corporates, it's the impact. But so many wonderful stories come out of it. The last one I'm going to share yes. is we were doing a project in, um, in the in Western area in Joburg. Yes. And We'd, we, so we, it was for a mining company. And so we'd been doing it because they were supporting the schools around the entire area where they operate. And so I think the project was over two weeks. We went from school to school. And so I think it was like literally the second last school that we did for that project. And we went and mothers rocked up and they said, Amen. we cups in our communities our daughters you know have been getting them we want to know more about it because the girls were telling us it lasts 10 years it's going to save us so much money teach us you know and so we had a wow. lot of like oh so now we were teaching the mothers how to use the cups it was phenomenal and that's what i love about the cup because we also say to the girls like babies if you feel like you're not ready for this thing pass it along you know give yeah. it to your mom give it to you so it's actually reaching more people than what we think and i think the impact of the cup is incredible because as long as it's in the right hands like so many wonderful things can happen so yeah that's like just some of the you know off the top of my head but it's been such an incredible journey oh it's it's amazing and i love it because that that saying i was sharing with you that the lord brought in my heart was that um, when you say yes to God, it's a breakthrough for someone else. So for saying yes to go and teach at Soshanguve, look at the ripple no. effect. Just that yes and to I never teach. Yes, that two yeah. years, you said. You know, my daughter, we once went to, uh, my 15-year-old, we once went to Discam and I went to get her specifically sanitary stuff um yeah. after school and um i've taught her how to use a tampon and just mm -hmm. when she goes to school to be safe have a pad um so that she doesn't yeah. make no mistakes happen so we're getting all these things and i think she got shocked when we got to to the till and she said something so profound um uh, to me and i was like thank you jesus she said mom mm -hmm. i don't understand why schools, why the government will allow, will put condoms at schools, in the toilets, yet um, us girls have to pay so much for something we have no control over. Yeah. It's something that God mm. created. And, you know, I didn't have a comeback. I so, just let it, yes, I just let it simmer in my heart and I said, my baby, I seriously don't have an answer why government would do that. But take it upon yourself um, now to, 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 to ask God what you can do. Thank you again, Desiko, for sharing with us. I just love your movement because it's such a reality for me as a pastor in Alex. Um, Desiko, mm -hmm. can you educate us? Like I said, Sometimes we're so protected um, uh, by our four walls and because God has given you the ability to afford sanitary um, wear, 
you you don't you're not intentional to look at what's happening out there so can you just educate us as women of reverence community of the stats um in south africa and africa if you can because women of reverence always talks about local as the whole continent um of how of the social challenge it's a challenge for us especially as believers because we need to be the hands and feet of jesus so can you just give us a bit of stats so that we can understand Yeah, so across Africa, it's actually, period poverty is a global uh, issue. Um, So it affects all parts of the world in different ways. Um, So in Africa, one in 10 girls will miss school every single week because they can't afford sanctuary wear. But in South Africa, that statistic is actually worse because in our country, it's three in 10. So 30% of all school-going girls are missing out on school. Um, And when... I when I was a teacher I like I I always say like people say you know like share the statistics and I say for me before I knew the statistic you know before I knew it exists I saw it um and it's it's so real um and I know even today it goes on like we go to schools and teachers are just saying like our girls need help because they do stay away so it's quite alarming um and it just again perpetuates this this the cycle of poverty, but also the gap, you know, where girls, when compared to their male counterparts, uh, continue to be marginalized in society for something like your daughter said. That's natural. It's not a choice. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's quite it's sure. quite alarming. Yeah, that's very scary. So our tagline at Women of Reverence is "Together We Thrive." God has continuously encouraged me as the founder and I think as the community of women of reverence to lock arms with other women, whether they're doing something completely different or they're doing something similar to us and not compete, but collaborate and lock arms and push the schemes of the devil. Because the devil, that's what he wants to bring, disunity in the church, in in different genders, in the same gender, in households. So, I would love for you to walk us through uh, if we want to be part of your movement, part of your campaign, just give us uh, different uh, ways that we can partner with you, whether it's through giving, whether it's through saying, okay, I can invite you in my community or I can invite you in my school or in our clinic Um, because we have uh, clinics in Alex that we particularly as a church um, work with. I went to speak the other day on teenage pregnancy. So so just educate how we can partner with you in this. Perfect. Absolutely. So the first thing that, that anyone can do, and I think it's it's easy, it's free, is to help us to spread the word. So yeah. on two levels, spread the word one about period poverty. We need to create more awareness because we cannot begin to solve problems or issues that we are not first aware of, you yeah. know? Um, so just telling women in your world, hey, did you know that girls are missing school because of, you know, one, two, three? Mm-hmm. And the second thing um, is to simply uh, pleasure cups. So what we've done with the Red Movement is one, identifying the problem, you know, like yeah. you said, like creating a product, but also we found such an incredible solution to the problem. So what we've done is um, for 100 Rand, we provide a girl with a menstrual cup as well as the education that she needs to actually be able to use the cup. And we also have conversations around periods as a whole because we know that there's some taboos that exist and, you know, girls feeling um, not free to, you know, share or speak about their periods. So we're trying to also break down 
that narrative and trying to actually mm. create a narrative where periods are empowering, where periods mm. are natural. Um, and so that's another way that people can partner. The third way to partner with us is to actually lead a movement. So mm. leading a movement would look like, you know, you're a corporate leader or you're a woman of influence mm-hmm. um, and you'd like to do something about it on a larger scale. So what you do then is you use your network, your family, your colleagues, your friends, and mm-hmm. say, hey, guys, I'm looking to pledge cups for a certain school or a certain shelter or for my church, you know, mm-hmm. and I want to urge community to come along so everyone you know give what you want to give a hundred rand will cover a girl and then what we'll do as a company is for every single uh, cup that is pledged we will match a cup wow. so for 100 rand essentially two girls will be receiving cups and the education that they need so that's another way to do it so you know we've had you know and, and this is like i think women from all walks of life everyone can be part of it you don't necessarily have to be you know covering ten thousand girls it's just about the one um yeah and so that's all the different ways to get involved but also if you do know of corporates who um are doing pageants and corporates who are wanting to eradicate period poverty um please put us in contact with them uh because that's mainly how we work is through corporates wanting to uplift communities but the red movement is really about in- including everyone in on the story so those oh. are all the ways to get involved yeah and oh. we've made um on our social media zappa is available as a, pay- as a form of payment pay fast, or you can also EFT. So there's different ways to get involved um, and everyone can follow the solution with us. Okay, wonderful. What we'll do also, we'll put your website, your social media for Move Africa on our on our links on social media when we advertise um, this episode. So uh, people will be able to even access that. So um, Lisejo, I know that when you start something like this, it's not always smooth. When you walk in your purpose, um, there are difficult days. What scripture encourages you to push through um, walking your purpose? Because social entrepreneurship comes with, you have to convince people. There's nothing, but yours is a bit different. There's nothing tangible at times on on the return of investment with corporates. So they, mm. there's, they will know the stats, okay, 100 girls were helped, but it's, it takes from them financially on their bottom line. It doesn't bring in. So what scripture mm. encourages you when God gives you a purpose that is like yours, that is more social? Yeah, you know what? I honestly like believe, and even before getting, I believe in building, my pastor actually said this, like a long time ago, and for some reason I held on to this word. She said, build the wall that's in front of you. Yeah. Build the wall. Sometimes the wall that's in front of you is mother, just being a mom to your children, you know, and mm-hmm. that's all that's happening in your life. Build that wall. Um, and so I believe that by building those small walls that were in front of me and in each season of my life, God kept revealing bigger and bigger walls. And so the scripture that I go to, especially when I'm just feeling like, Lord, I can't do this, because I also believe that when God calls you to something big, you can't do it on your own. It's yeah. impossible. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Philippians 1 verse 6 is the scripture that I always revert to. Um, he who began a good work Amen. in you will get to completion. So when I'm Amen. feeling like, God, I cannot do this. I can't do these people. You know what? God began this work. Move Africa yeah. is not my idea. Yeah. Move Africa was a God idea, you know, and, and what, what he's done is he's chosen me um, to actually be his feet, his heart on this earth and so when i when i'm having those days i go back and say listen god started this i'm just a vessel i'm just here you know like being his feet being his hands but 
this is his plan. And mm-hmm. so I can always revert to, to resting in him and believing that he is in every detail and that he will see it through. So God, God completes the work. God started the work and God will complete the work. That is, that's my word. Oh, amen. And just the last question as we wrap up, which woman in the Bible you resonate most with and why? You know what? I hadn't actually like thought about this critically until you asked me. Um, I think that so often it's we, we draw inspiration from in the Bible. But when I actually thought about it and reflected for myself, Martha, Mary's sister, is yeah. who I resonate with. Oh, I love that. Um, particularly, yes, the scripture where you know Jesus comes to their home and she's occupied with the work. You know, she's occupied with the to-do list. She's occupied with making sure that she is. Um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Impressing Jesus, you know? And I'm like a, I'm a typical anagram type three. So mm-hmm. we're like high achievers. We believe in, you know, earning our, our keep, if you yeah. will. And so that's my personality. Like I've always been overachiever and feel like I have to work so hard to earn my spot or to, yeah. you know, be relevant or to, um, yeah. And so like I relate with her because it's that like, feeling like you have to work in yeah. order to actually get, you know, like credit. Yeah. Um, and so I relate to that way. And like, I think also like in being that way, I've learned like to just receive, you know, because yeah. God, and he just says, the door's open for you, come in. Yeah. And so even business, I have to remind myself and say, listen, God just wants me to sit and receive him. And so yeah. that's something that I'm reminding myself of but I resonate most with her because that's just my truth it's just me being mm. honest and saying I get occupied in the work you know mm. in making sure everyone everything's going well um, that things are getting ticked off but reminding myself that Jesus is, is here for me to actually receive you know and just like I'm enough as mm. I am about bringing I am enough. Yeah. I love that. That's the truth. But I'm going to bring another side to it um, because I'm a mother myself. And, and, and Jesus, I think in his grace, because we can also put ourselves down for, for having the character or the personality of a mother. But if there were yeah. no mothers, nothing would have been done. Get done. Wow. Nothing would get done. So the oh. Lord... Um, is not putting that story for you to say, oh, I wish like I was a Mary. Yes, yeah. he wants us to receive, but there should be a balance, lack of a better word, I don't know what's the right biblical word, yeah. of a Martha and a Mary, because yeah. faith without works, without action, yeah. then it's, it's dead. So they both, both, both are needed because many years I've put myself down to say, oh, I just do. There's a place for that. There's a place for Mary. And for wow. me, it's been the Lord will drop something and I start actioning. But the prayer sure. is always, Lord, let me not go ahead of you. Let me not go behind you. Let me let my heart be surrendered to your drive to your mm. uh, guiding so that yeah. um i i don't make myself the owner of what you're asking me to do sure. more sure. you the owner so yeah. I, I think sometimes we very hard um uh, i love martha maybe because i'm a martha myself but yeah. uh, <laughs> i wanted to show you what the lord um showed me so thank uh, you so much 
Thank you. Thank you so much, Lisanda, for having me. Oh, thank you so much. So Women of Reverence, um, that is the end of our conversation with the gorgeous Lesijo, who is doing an amazing, amazing work um, in, in South Africa with the Red Cups. Please do follow Move Africa Co. in the social media platforms. I will put up their website and give them some love. She has shared with us how we can get involved. Let's get in there, especially as women. We can't let our future leaders not go to school, not feel loved because of something that is part of God's creation. So, so let's do that, women of reverence. Let's, let's lock arms um, with uh, Move Africa. This is Lusanda Lamini, your podcast host. Remember, together we thrive. God bless you. Goodbye.